Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm your host. This week, we're going to be talking about a healthy relationship with anger. And this topic is so fascinating to me because it's not something I've ever thought about. And thinking about actually having a relationship with anger um, has been very eye-opening to me. So I have a lot to share with you on that this week. Um, So I'm, I'm glad you're here. If you're new to the show, welcome. Thank you for listening this week. And if you've been listening for a while... Thank you for finding your way back here. Um, I did have one quick update to share with you before I get into this week's show. I finally added a newsletter option to my website. Um, It's on the sidebar of my website. I'll also link to it in the show notes. But I want to be able to connect via email. This is something that I I don't know why I didn't do this sooner, honestly. I just just didn't. But um, I finally got that feature added. So if you're interested in getting weekly updates from me, right now that's what I'll be sending, just weekly updates of really uh, touch points on things, different inspiring messages and just uh, a way to stay connected in between the shows. So if you're interested in that, you can sign up on my website or go to the link in the show notes. All right, so let's get into this topic of a healthy relationship with anger. So like I said at the beginning, this is so fascinating to me because I honestly never knew that you could have a relationship with anger. Like I I never really even thought about it that way. I I just thought anger just was. It was just anger. And when something happened that made me mad, you know, I would just be angry. Like I had no choice in it, right? And, And it was like, like anger was in control. And when I was angry, I wasn't able to gain any control over it. And Sometimes that felt good. Like sometimes it felt really good just to be angry. But then other times after the anger subsided, it felt terrible. It felt, you know, I felt really guilty or ashamed of the way I acted. And I didn't like that. I mean, there would be, and you know what comes with that, right? With the with the guilt and the shame is all that, that inner, inner punisher beating you up and telling you all the ways you should have done something different. And then, you know, that, that meanness that maybe we've, put on to somebody else then gets put right back onto ourselves. And one of the biggest, I think, breakthroughs in the class I was taking and that we, when we talked about this, about having a healthy relationship with anger was that my anger doesn't have to harm anyone. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like, I thought that was the purpose of anger, right? It was to harm someone. And that statement, my anger doesn't have to harm someone, really stood out to me because I never thought about it that way. I mean, anger can be used, I'm learning and I learned from this, that anger can be used, obviously, in reckless ways to harm others or ourselves. Or anger can be used as fuel to change the situation or things in life in our lives that are no longer working. It, it, anger can be used as a catalyst to kickstart or drive or give you the motivation to make those changes that caused the anger in the first place. And it's up to you to decide what you do with it. And that is just, I don't know, it's, it's, it's so, maybe you already know this. <laughs> maybe if you're listening, this is, you've already considered anger in this way, but I, I just haven't. And so this has been very um, 
interesting to explore. And so here's why I wanted to learn how to navigate anger. There was there were two reasons, two main reasons, I guess I would say. Uh, number one, anger has often been a confusing emotion for me. And I often really didn't know or understand how to handle it. And, you know, there would be times where I felt like I should be getting mad about something, but I wasn't mad. Or then there were times where I got mad about things that I thought, oh, I guess I'm not supposed to get that mad about that because maybe the way someone else reacted or if someone else, you know, said something or, you know, there's nothing worse than when you're fired up and really pissed off about something and you tell somebody about it and they're just like, what? Like, what's the big deal, right? Like that makes your anger even like even more intense, right? It makes you even more mad. So I, I wanted to learn how to navigate anger so I could really allow myself to experience anger because I you know, it's, it's an emotion, right? We, we need to be able to experience all of our emotions and not hold anything back or not be afraid to, uh, afraid of our emotions. So I wanted to learn that so I can learn how to allow myself to experience anger, but experience it in a way that was healthy and that came without the guilt and shame that I often felt after it. And the other reason I wanted to learn how to navigate or have this healthy relationship with anger was because I wanted to get better at dealing with anger with others so that I can deal with, with others respectfully. Um, there have been times and in especially recently where I have not liked how I handled things with my anger and I wanted to learn how to do things differently. Um, especially in the heat of the moment in those situations where maybe I didn't know how to do it any differently than, than what I'm than, than the way I'd been doing it in the past. So the goal, you know, the emotion of anger is, or the reason we get mad is because something isn't the way we feel it should be, right? Anger is a messenger that's telling us something, right? It's telling us that often it's telling us that we're being, you know, we're being abused by ourselves, right? by the way we're treating ourselves with the inner punisher that's out of control, right? Our inner punisher that's abusing us or, um, you know, what we, this can be expressed in other ways like addictions or negative self-talk or, you know, our general lack of appreciation for ourselves. Or it can be a messenger when someone else is, is disrespecting you or doing something that, that you don't feel is the way it should be done. And, this could be in the form of people taking advantage of you. You're, you're not respected or appreciated maybe in a situation. Or even, you know, an interesting thing about anger is we can be angry about something which is blocking us from receiving the things that we want. So we can be angry and we can project this on others because we're only receiving, you know, partial fragments or partial partial bits of what life has to offer and not what we fully intend or want to receive because we, we have this unresolved anger that's um, being repressed or being hidden or, or pushed down or, or being just generally treated in a like almost a disoriented way because we don't know how to deal with it. And that, that was something that I found in, in my life is because I didn't really know how to deal with it, it was almost... I want to use the word fragmented and it came out in different ways, right? It came out in, in other ways that didn't really have anything to do with the actual reason behind it, which leads me to the next interesting piece of anger because 
while anger is the primary emotion that we often experience, it's, it's usually covering up some sort of secondary emotion of what's really going on. So the anger is what we project out or we experience or we instantly feel, right? We're like this overtaking of anger or rage. But usually it's coming covering up something secondary that's the real root or the real truth of what's going on. So maybe we're feeling hurt or betrayed or, you know, we don't feel good enough or we don't feel worthy enough or we don't feel that we're being heard. And these secondary emotions are, are trying to tell us something, but the anger or the rage may be what's dominating in the moment. So it's hard to understand or, or interpret or get to those secondary emotions to get those messages. So I'm going to divide this out into several parts here to, to talk through this. And I think it'll be easier to, it'll be easier to talk about and hopefully easier to understand when I, when I talk about it this way. So part one, I want to talk about anger as a confusing emotion. And maybe you can relate to this. Maybe you felt like this with anger as well, where it's, it's sometimes difficult to navigate because you don't really know how to express it. It's that's how it was for me. It was, it was like, you know, often anger for me felt like I was going into battle. Like I had to fight somebody or I had to put on this armor to protect myself. And you know, it can, it, it, when that happens, it can, it can feel like whoever is the, the angriest or the meanest is the one that's in control. And I know I've been that person in my life where I've, been the, the the maddest or the meanest or the expressed it in that way uh, to dominate the situation or or feel internally that I had control over what was going on even if I didn't and that that anger that that when we feel triggered that way and we feel out of control it's it's it often comes like I said from this need to protect ourselves and I. I've had this experience recently at work where when I've, I don't know, like has this confusing emotion where when I get mad about something, it, it's coming out in these ways that I'm, um, you know, I'm feeling in the moment, like there's this surge of anger because I'm feeling maybe dismissed or maybe unimportant in that moment, right? I'm not being heard. And so a way to take that, situation back is to be the angry one, right? To be the one that snaps back or that, um, you know, takes control with their anger as a way to get people to sit up to attention, right? Hey, wait a minute. No, pay attention to me, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, you know, getting people or wanting people to pay attention to you. But what I found it was, it was in the, the way I was delivering it that wasn't, um, wasn't the way I wanted to be. Uh, so I want to tell you another story about anger and being a confusing emotion. And this has to do with my cat. So I have this cat who I got as a, a rescue. His owner died and I got him several years ago. And this cat is the kindest cat you will ever encounter. I mean, if, and I, and he's so just, you know, nothing really bothers him, right? He likes to be around everybody. He's not particularly warm or loving, but he likes to be around everybody. He likes to be in the room. and But he doesn't want to be that cat that's on your lap, or he doesn't need to be have you pet him all the time. And we often say that he's in um, in Mitch mode because his name is Mitch, and because he, um, you know, he wants to be around you, but he doesn't need to, 
you know, he'll turn his back to you and because he doesn't need to have all the attention or he just, he doesn't need that. Right. And I had this experience with this cat where he did something bad and he made me mad. I think, I don't know what it was. He either tore something up or sometimes he goes to the bathroom outside of his litter box when he's having issues. And anyway, he, I got mad and I, I yelled at him and the most disarming thing happened when I yelled at this cat. And let me just be clear. I don't go around yelling at this cat all the time. Okay. I want to be very clear about that. I mean, I love my animals. I'm not anything like that, but sometimes your animals do bad things. Right. And, um, I yelled at him and he sat down and looked at me and I was like, what? Like this cat just sat down and looked at me like, okay, what's the deal? Like, you know, it's okay. And I'm like, you know, usually if you yell at an animal, they'll run off, right? Because they're scared. But Mitch wasn't. He he laid down and he looked at me like, okay. And it was so disarming to me. I have never, I've never yelled at him again. But it was an experience I had with anger that was, it knocked me off course. Or it, it was a, it was a different behavior that made me stop and think about my anger in that moment. And I think that's that's the thing with anger like I talked about in the beginning that it can it can feel out of control like we have no choice in it but that experience with the cat where he he did something different and he caused me to reevaluate the way I behaved and in which in turn caused me never to do that again right it caused me never to yell at him again like that and as I said, with anger being this confusing emotion, we're often taught as kids that feeling angry is wrong, right? That we shouldn't get mad or we shouldn't experience anger. But then on the flip side of that, we see others like our parents or, you know, teachers or whoever, we see them getting mad. And, and it's like in that moment, it's like, okay, but it's fine for them to get angry, but it's not okay for me to get mad, right? They can express their anger, but I can't. And that's unsettling, right? That, that causes confusion there in, in what, how to navigate anger, how to experience anger. And if you had parents who flew off the handle, right, maybe that's how anger is for you. Like you experience anger from, you know, uh, just a fly off the handle kind of thing. Or maybe you had a parent who was slow to anger, right? You could push their buttons and push their buttons. And then finally one day, this tiniest little thing and they would just explode, right? We've, we've all had these different experiences with anger. And the interesting thing about that is, is, is most people don't, don't, um, have a relationship with their anger. So they're behaving in ways that they learned from other people who also didn't have relationships with their anger. And so the, the reason why I think this is so important is because when we start to develop that relationship with our anger, we start to experience it and we start to use it in a, in a positive way. Um, it changes that it ch just like the, with the cat right that day, it, it changes our experience with that. And we find ways to navigate and experience anger, but we don't let the anger control us. And you know, the thing about anger also is it, the anger is just a messenger and it can feel confusing because we confuse the feeling of anger with the information that it's trying to tell us, right? Like I said earlier, it's we're, we're it, it, with that secondary emotion, right? The anger comes up and it can take over, but it's really what's underneath the surface that's 
that we're trying to get at, but it, it can, it can be masked by the anger in the moment. And that anger, when we're experiencing it and we're feeling that way, it's, it's just, it's a message. It's telling us, wake up, right? Wake up. There's something here that you need to pay attention to and take action with. And there's, there's, there can be, you know, many reasons for this, but there's, there's something inside of us that's saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's something here that I need to look at. There's something here that wants to grow beyond my fears. And the thing about anger is it, it won't let you hide out, right? Because it's so uncomfortable. And and, and anybody who's re- tried to repress anger, we all know it's so exhausting. It's, it's so exhausting. And so the anger is that messenger that's bringing us the information that's saying, hey, you said you want to change, right? You, you want to change. You want something different in your life. Okay, so here's what you have to change. And here's the fuel to change it, right? The anger is that fuel that helps us change it. And so when, with the situation with the cat, I don't remember what was going on that, at that time while I was mad, but I, I, I can imagine, if I think back and, and put myself and, and try to think about what the messenger was, there's most likely something in that moment where it had nothing to do with the cat, right? But that's just where it was expressed, like, because it, it was an outlet. It was, a, it was a way that I saw I could let that anger out. It was one of, like I talked about in the beginning, one of those fragmented parts where the anger was coming out in other ways, which had nothing to do with actually what was going on. So thinking about that, thinking about anger as a confusing emotion, it doesn't have to be. If we start to explore our anger, we start to pay attention to it, and we start to look at it, some of those secondary emotions that may not feel like the primary message, but in the long run actually are. All right, so let's talk about navigating anger with others uh, and doing this with respect. So like I said um, in the previous part here, that anger, the goal of anger, the reason we get mad is because something isn't the way we feel it should be, right? There's something going on. There's something the anger is trying to tell us to wake up to and it's not how we feel it should be. So when we feel this way, especially when we're dealing with other people, these fragmented parts can come out and the, the, the person on the other side can be the recipient of something that sometimes has nothing, nothing to do with them. Sometimes it does. Um, but Within that, what I've found about this, about navigating anger with others and doing it with respect is we trigger people just as people trigger us, right? And often this happens unknowingly. So, so during, when this happens, don't we want somebody to treat us with respect, uh, right? When, when we trigger them. So that's why I'm, you know, so thinking about this with when others treating others respectfully, when we're feeling this way and something isn't going the way we think it should, there's, you know, we can ask ourselves this question. Okay. So if it's not going the way I, sh- way I think it should, how, how much impact does that have in this moment? Right. Is, is it with, with knowing this or experiencing this, how do I choose to be in this moment, regardless of others and how they're acting? How do I choose to be? Can I still be respectful of others? Because that's, that's what I've decided who I am. 
can I stay true to myself in this and in how I want to conduct myself, right? In some instances, the answer is no, right? Some instances, if someone is being so disrespectful to you, you know, the only way out of it, it may be to get yourself out of the situation, right? And, and I'm not talking about, when I'm talking about anger like this, I'm not talking about like, you know, abusive situations, right? That That's a completely different um, experience and, a di- and that's not the situation. What I'm talking about is general day-to-day, you know, anger because some, you know, there's some, you know, work, work situations or relationships with your friends or your family or, um, your partner, you know, even with yourself, right. With all of this, it's, it's, um, it's learning how to navigate anger with others respectfully, but also being heard at the same time, right. Getting your, being able to experience your anger or however your anger feels or however you feel and and not feeling like you have to push that down or, 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 shove that down, right? Everybody gets to, to feel and everybody gets to speak up about what it is that they're feeling. And anger is one way that's showing us that. And I think that, you know, sometimes anger comes from, comes up when we're feeling defensive, right? We, we, and we feel like we can justify how we want to speak to someone based on what's happened to us or based on the previous situation or, or based on, you know, whatever we decide. But you know, then there, then there comes the, the, the point after that when the anger wears off that it's like, wait a minute, do I want to be that person, right? I, I want to be the same person when the anger wears off. So is defensiveness and taking it out on this person justified? And so this, an example with this, like I mentioned earlier, is the work situation where sometimes I feel like um, I don't feel heard or I, I'm not feeling respected and I behave in ways that later I regret it, that once the anger wears off. And so then, you know, I ask myself, okay, when I'm, when I'm feeling like I'm being disrespectful, what is the, what is the intent of the disrespect? Am I trying to be heard? Do I want somebody to pay attention to me? And if so, then how can I do that without being disrespectful, right? How can I do that in a way that later on I don't, I don't regret the way I acted? And or if your buttons are getting pushed, right, in the moment there's there's situations happening where your buttons are getting pushed, then the question is why, right? Why is that, why do I feel this way? And then being able to explore that with, with the, like, that secondary emotion of what anger is trying to tell us, right? The anger comes up, okay, my buttons are getting pushed, but why? And being able to explore that and see, where, see what's going on there, see what's really going on, because that's really the... The point of that, of the anger, I think, is to ask ourselves, okay, what's really going on here? What do I really need? And so when you're, when you're experiencing things, you know, sometimes we can get distorted. Our feelings or our emotions or our thoughts about how we act, it can get distorted. And it's, then it's like, okay, did I really do anything to be ashamed of, right? Like, am I, you know, shame being a global state of, I feel shame for my whole self and my whole being versus, okay, I don't really like how I acted in the moment, right? Because that shame and that guilt afterwards can completely take over and, we can spend days and weeks and months feeling terrible about something that, um, you know, maybe doesn't justify those types of self-punishment. So navigating anger with others respectfully and, and knowing that we have certain hot buttons and then figuring out a way to evaluate how we can conduct ourselves in those moments and, and determine the message that we want sent, but determine 
but have that message sent respectfully, I think is really key to being able to grow in this area. And also remembering that our anger doesn't have to harm anybody, right? It doesn't have to be used as a weapon to lash out at somebody, right? It can be done respectfully. And with the thought that also when we trigger someone that they can interact with us in their buttons or when their buttons are pushed respectfully as well. All right, so let's talk a little bit about how to have a healthy relationship with your anger. So as I said, anger can be used recklessly to harm. Our anger can be used to harm ourselves or others. Or anger can be used as fuel to change the things in your life that are, are no longer working, that you don't like, that maybe some injustice that you see in the world that you can't stand. Anger can be used for pain or anger can be used for for motivation. And it's up to you to decide what to do with your anger. And so to come into a relationship with your anger, it's, this is one of those things that I'm going to tell you, it, it can seem completely like throw you for a loop, right? Like way off, like way out of bounds. Like I don't even know what to do with this. Right. And, and it's going to probably feel messy at first <laughs> because it's going to be new and it's going to be something that maybe you've never considered before, but that's okay. That's part of the process. And and when it's messy, in that messiness, we learn how to be with our anger. We learn how to be so we don't feel like a victim to our anger or feel like that our anger controls us. We get to start exploring the anger and practicing our intentions with anger when it comes up. And then what happens when we start to, to dig into this and we start to look at those secondary emotions around anger and identify what's really going on, we can do that and see see what's really happening and then we learn we can we can come up with a plan we can work and figure out ways to communicate those boundaries and have new conversations beyond whatever is triggering us because when, if we're just stuck in the anger and all we feel or see is the anger that anger acts as almost like a wall to anything on the other side of that and so all we're ever going to do is be circling in this whirlwind of anger so learning how to be with your anger, to practice that and explore anger is one of the keys to having a healthy relationship with, with anger. And when we're experiencing anger, being that, learning how to, to reparent ourselves. Maybe if you were that child that, that was told not to get mad or not to show your anger, um, we want to learn how to reparent ourselves with that and, and be that parent, be that person within ourselves that says, wait a minute, no, I see you. I see your anger. I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to receive the information that you're trying to tell, that you're trying to tell me, right? That we're trying to tell our, ourselves, right? That, that secondary emotion and, you know, giving ourselves permission to feel the anger and let ourselves know, let us know that it's safe to feel the anger and that we get to feel that. And we still can love and accept ourselves and learn how to be with ourselves within that, that there's nothing wrong with that. There's no reason to feel shame or guilt around that. And even if we're in these, you know, these really challenging situations, um, we can learn that we don't have to default to having bad behavior in those situations, right? We can experience the drama or the trauma, whatever we're going through, but we don't have to attack others or attack ourselves. And, um, and we, and, and, you know, often when we do that, we have this self-righteous feeling like, well, because of this, then that, right. But 
then again, was that the right thing to do? And, you know, sometimes maybe it is, but what I'm talking about here is if you're feeling like, you know, maybe you don't, your, your anger feels out of control and you don't know how to, to manage it sometimes, you know, learning how to, to listen within and go within and and navigate your anger is going to help you become a partner with that anger and, and in what it's trying to tell you rather than have it be your enemy and feel like that you always have to go to battle. So when you're in a healthy relationship with your anger, you can see that it's one of the most powerful mirrors that you're going to experience about your growth stages, about how you can expand or, or like I said earlier, it's, you know, when we, we say we want this change, right? We say we want change, but when the situations come up where we have the, the chance to change or to do something different, it's almost like, oh, no, that's not what I wanted. I just wanted it to be easy, right? I didn't want it to be this fucked up situation that's causing me this rage or this anger, right? But, but that sometimes is what's needed. And, you know, anger will show you all the things that maybe you didn't want to see, but those things that you didn't want to see are the things that are going to help you change. They're going to help you get to that place that you say that you want to go. And so the question is, do you really want to go there? Because if you do, learning to navigate this anger is how you get to the other side of that. But if you don't, then anger is always going to feel like a battle. It's always going to feel like something that you're up against or that you have to, you know, it's like trying to rope the wind, right? It just, it doesn't, it, it doesn't work that way. So when anger is present, you can have a conversation with yourself and, and learn to see that the anger isn't punishing you. It can be, you know, anger can show you how you're punishing yourself. It can show you how maybe what you're unwilling to look at in your own life or what you're unwilling to resolve. And it's going to, it can be that fuel. It can be that catalyst to make those changes to get new results. And when you're fully present in it, when you're fully aware of it, when you're feeling it, and sometimes this may, when, you, when you're fully present with it, it may mean you have to walk away from the situation of whatever that you're in, right? I, I don't mean that you stay in the situation and try to process it with the person that, or the situation that is causing you that anger. Maybe you just don't, you just know when to stop talking and you walk away and you sort through it with yourself and then you come back to the person or the situation later and, and work through it. And when you when you learn when we learn how to navigate this anger and how to use it as a tool as a positive tool and over time what happens when we're with our anger is we get to we learn how we learn our boundaries we learn what we need we learn how to communicate to others what we're truly upset about and not what we thought we were upset about all right so in this last part i'm just going to close out here with some some ideas or some thoughts on, on how to action steps that you can do today, right now, as soon as you get done listening to this podcast, uh, to manage your, to come into a relationship with your anger. Let me put it that way. Okay. If you feel like anger is a confusing emotion and maybe something you don't know how to regulate or you struggle with that, here's a, here's something that you can do to start to come into a, a relationship with your anger. Okay, so putting your anger, putting a situation, whatever you know is going on, into categories, into categories like maybe many, small, medium, and large. So if you think about whatever the situation is, maybe many to small go for like annoyances. Maybe medium is where it starts to take over to anger. Maybe large is rage, if you think about it in that way. 
you can start to look at problems or situations in your life and see that once you categorize them like this, that you can learn how to regulate the reaction to the problem. Okay, so if you have a, a mini or a small problem, they get many to small reactions, right? Like I know I found myself or something that really in the grand scheme of things was small, but I reacted in a way as if it was some large thing to be rageful about. And then later on, I was like, wait a minute, no, that, that, that wasn't even that big of a deal. Why did I act that way, right? This learning how to, to put it in a, a box can help you process through your reaction to it and determine what situation goes into what box. And it can be a way to help you regulate your anger and get in touch with what's, uh, with, with the way you feel about that, how you process that and what that anger is telling you. And if we think about dealing with others when we're angry and dealing about that or learning to do that respectfully, you know, the question can be, well, should I really be mad about that? And so it's almost a two-part thing here. Is it, is, it the, is it the message, right? Should I be angry about this versus is it how I sent the message, right? Or is it how I delivered the message, right? I have a reason to be mad about this person who's disrespecting me at work, but then I don't like the way I, ha I acted because I disrespected them as well too. So maybe in that, if that situation comes up again, you know, you can be mad, but you do it in a way that isn't disrespectful and in a way that's alignment with your own self and who you want to be as a person. So angry, anger is a very interesting emotion. And I feel like we're going to be talking a lot more about this as I process through this and just... I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting because I think it's such a good messenger, but for me, it's not a messenger that I've ever listened to. And so I'm interested to see what anger has to tell me. And I, I you know, I truly believe it's easier to learn how to listen and, and uh, navigate our anger and what it's trying to tell us rather than pretend it isn't there or ignore it or not want to come into a relationship with it because maybe we're afraid of it. Anger teaches us how to be on our own team. It, it's not easier to repress the anger, right? It takes a ton of energy to repress the anger. So why don't we just use that energy to get to the bottom of the anger and what the anger is trying to tell us, right? And it's and then and then we can we can you know we can follow through on that guidance and we can make new choices or we can um, make the changes that the anger is driving us to, right? And <clears throat> I think anger and rage are a call to action and. We have to be willing to let go of what no longer serves us and be willing to receive the unknown, right? This can be scary. The unknown is uh, usually for a lot of us means fear or terror or something negative, right? But the unknown is just the unknown and it brings all the new to us, right? That's how we get the new. We don't get the new by staying right here, repeating the same thing over and over and over again. We get the new in the unknown. And if we're willing to explore what the anger is trying to tell us and, and what the what the messages that the anger is bringing us, it helps us to move forward into that unknown and in that willingness to do something new and accept what's trying to be delivered to us through this unknown. Instead of fearing the unknown, like, oh my God, I have to go through this. I don't know what this is going to be. Looking at the unknown with like excitement and curiosity as if, um, yeah, I, I can do this, right? I can do this. I can, I can navigate this and I can do this. Because the new, 
the new asks us to to grow and expand and so how about something new and different <laughs> right how about something new and different and i think our anger and what the the emotions of anger are telling us is one way to do that all right so that's it this week for our topic of having a healthy relationship with anger. I hope you found this beneficial. I hope it was gave you a new perspective and helped you think about anger and how you'll navigate it in your own life. And if you have any questions or comments, I'd love to hear from you. My email is sloanfremont at pm.me. My website is sloanfremont.com. I'll have all the links in the show notes. All right, until next week, remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. <music>